Check, check, check. Check, mic check. This is Robert, recovery guy. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and welcome. Welcome to The Fix. I am glad you're here. You know, I'm still blown away every time I write uh, 2020, right, instead of 2019, and and I consider how many years um, I've been at this. I'm, I'm entering into my, I entered into my 34th year of recovery. Um, I'm not at my 30 four-year sobriety date as of yet. That will come uh, uh, May 25th of uh, this year. Uh, However, I did enter into recovery in February in 1986, and I think I went to my first um, Gamblers Anonymous meeting as I began to admit that there was a problem that needed to be addressed. Although I didn't want you to touch my alcohol and drugs, therefore I went to Gamblers Anonymous. Um, but it opened the door to admitting that something's wrong and something needed to change. And I'm so grateful. So as we enter this year of 2020, I hope you're doing so with an energy, a sense of accomplishment, uh, a sense of hope, you know, um, Again, Tom Maxwell, if there is hope in the future, there's power in the present. So if there's something you're hoping for this year, understand that we have the power to put the pieces together to make sure that that comes to fruition this year. And I wish the best for you. Today's podcast is entitled, Things We Discover along the way. Uh, But before I get into that, again, I want to thank you for your support. We are hitting numbers. Um, uh, JJ and I never imagined as we started this podcast, certainly John Barker and I, when we met back in the 2005-2006 area, and we began to discuss what a website, it was called Becoming Well Now, uh, back in those days, and now, of course, it's Recovery Guy. Uh, but back in those days, uh, John and I never thought it would get to this point, but here we are. And so I'm so grateful for the team I work with and the opportunities that uh, that we're given. Uh, what we're doing now with patreon.com forward slash recovery guy, you know, that's a way for you to support this podcast and my website. Um, we're developing content and and want to add more and more, and we want to continue to make a difference in the lives of, of those that listen. Now, once again, I will, I'll leave a link to Patreon uh, in this uh, podcast description, and also pretty much every uh, podcast moving forward, there will be a link to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy, so you can see what we're doing and even why, and once again, how you can support uh, this uh, recovery movement. Uh, matter of fact, I'm uh, meeting with uh, my daughter Jane today 
uh, to discuss how we can um, improve our outreach so more people can find us and, and have access to our content. Now, I know from my personal recovery and the people I've met on my journey, there are countless people who need what you and I have found. And I'm sure you found the same way, right? It doesn't take us very long, uh, even in our own families, uh, our schools, our communities, our workplace, and and just the people in public in general, um, they need this message. Now, whether or not they want this message will determine if they will get well. The mission of Recovery Guy and the reason for our recovery movement is to meet those people where they are at and let them know there is another way to live and how to navigate that path if they choose to get on it. Uh, if they if they do choose to join us, then then that is amazing and we welcome them. Don't we welcome them into the home that we have found, into the fellowship that we have found and this new life and this energy and this purpose that we've been given, it's it's like giving getting the keys to the kingdom. We've always had them, but now we're giving ourselves permission to activate that key, to open that lock to all the things we have ever, ever wanted in our life. If 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 they don't choose recovery, we know how sad that is but at least they they have heard that there is a way out. Your response and comments have been inspiring. I hope you appreciated my um, my talk uh, last week on on healing hurts and the insight um, that I received from my daughter Carol and and how that relationship is going and stay encouraged as you as you go along the way. Once again, uh, please let me know if your group or your organization want to bring me in to share. Um, I do have limited openings that I'm trying to make myself available um, throughout 2020, even more so. Uh, however, my main obligation is to be here in front of this microphone, but whenever I can get out and speak and share and um, help enrich the lives of others, whether it's the prison systems here in Utah or Annie's house or or treatment centers or speaker meetings that, that I'm invited to speak at. You let me know uh, what that looks like and how I can make a make a difference. If you've got a, a podcast topic that you want me to explore and to, to share on, um, read about how um, we can join each other together again through that Patreon link. Now, Let's get into things we discover along the way. Um, You know, as I, and maybe you can relate to this, uh, as I travel through life and and experience all that I get to observe, um, I'm often uh, fascinated because I'm I'm a seeker, right? I'm a seeker. I'm a finder. I'm a doer. I try not to put blinders on regardless because there's so much I didn't see, but now <laughs> I love how it's framed. I have a new pair of glasses. My vision is improved, and I get to see so much more. So, again, as I travel, uh, I'm I'm often fascinated. Fascinated. I'm I'm 
very often encouraged. I'm sometimes intrigued. Sometimes I'm inspired. And even I'm challenged with things that I see and hear and and how that reacts and reflects, not reacts, but reflects in me and my life. An example, I was sitting down and having dinner on Saturday with my friend Chris T., um, who I met in a treatment center uh, in Steps Recovery back in uh, 2010 as I was doing a big book study down there. So uh, Chris and I were having dinner Saturday night and chatting and getting caught up. Chris um, uh, is the one who I joined him and Mary uh, at Annie's house. So Chris and I are very tight and he's coming up on seven years in June. And I'm so proud of him and the progress that he has made and how he has allowed God to enter into his life uh, to make him whole and and to and to inspire him, not only to give him a message, but to inspire him to move forward. And Chris is even now talking about uh, taking his message into the jails, uh, which is, is amazing because he understands, like you and I understand, that the key to lifelong sobriety, to have that guarantee, if there is one, is to share with others and to work with others. Because what we are given is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning. But if we, as it goes on to say, if we take God's vision for our life and we live that out, the likelihood is you and I will stay in recovery forever. So, you know, some of the examples, um, you know, with respect to being encouraged and inspired by things that we see and we hear, um, I, I, I hear names that express a particular meaning, like in the case of Sundiata. I've, sh- I've shared this story with you. Sundiata is the name of an African warlord, West African warlord from the 13th century. Look it up, Sundiata, S-U-N-D-I-A-T-A. And I was on the phone with this individual, and he told me of this name, and I was so intrigued. And I asked him, man, what does that mean? And he said it means hungering lion. Hungering, not hungry, hungering lion. Because, and I love the connotation because, you know, if you're hungry and you get fed, you're not hungry anymore. You're full. But something that is hungering, no matter how much you eat, it's never satisfied. You're never completely full. You're always looking for that next meal. And I loved it to death because I love the image of courage, right? And the and the wisdom and, and looking for courage and the wisdom to know the difference and that serenity prayer and how that all comes together. Well, one of my one of my favorite tattoos is my tattoo of a lion. So I'm on the phone with this person and they tell me their name and then they tell me the meaning and and I thought, wow, how incredible this is. And so now I went back to Alan, my tattoo guy, and I said, hey, put Sundiata above this lion because now my lion has a name. It is Sundiata. It is Hungry Lion. Do you ever watch movies? And and I shared uh, from uh, Finding Nemo, one of my episodes that I, one of my uh, podcast episodes. I took a name that uh, that that Dory says in Finding Nemo that when I look at you, I'm home. Or or over Christmas season when I was watching Polar Express with my children and my grandchildren, and it's about hearing the bells, right? So I love to look at like Wizard of Oz. If you have not ever watched the movie Wizard of Oz through the lens of a person of recovery, you have to do it. You 
have to watch Wizard of Oz and put on your recovery glasses and watch this movie. You know, I also would find phrases at the gym that remind me of my value or why it is good to stay physically fit and how that directly connects and influences the other three dimensions uh, of my makeup. On Sunday, this last Sunday, Laura and I went out for a drive together and beautiful through the mountains here in Greater Salt Lake. And we drove up through from Salt Lake City up to Park uh, Park City and up and through around there and then uh, over by the Jordanelle um, Reservoir and beautiful view there and then down into Heber and then back down through Provo Canyon and came up home. So along the way in Heber City, it's a quaint little town um, and decided to stop and get some coffee. And so Laura found us a little coffee shop. So we went in. It was really pretty cool. It was like a um, a coffee cottage more than more than a coffee store. But it was really, really cool. And Laura and I sat in there and, and had some coffee and a, and a Danish. And, and as we were sitting there, I, I noticed one of the doors. And it said on the door, you're going to love this. It said, four things you can't recover from. Well, I read that. And as a, as a person of recovery, uh, that intrigues me because it was almost like a challenge. Because, you know, when we're in recovery for a while, they, we, we think we can recover from anything or, or anyone, right? Um, but here's where it was cool. So instead of stopping there, instead of saying, well, the heck with you, I can recover from anything, I decided, why not read the list? It's right there in front of me. You know, again, as Bill says, contempt prior to investigation is a bar against all information and will lead into everlasting ignorance. And since I don't want to be ignorant, I thought, what the heck? Let's read it. So here we go. Are you ready for this? The stone after the throw. The word after it's said. The occasion after it's missed, and the time after it's gone. Wow. The depth, it meant so much to me. I pulled out my phone, I took an image of it, and I thought of you. Because I knew, I knew what today's podcast was going to be about. I didn't know how I was going to incorporate it. I didn't know what the title was, but I knew that this was a message that you needed to hear. Do you know why? I I knew this was a message that you needed to hear because it was a message that I needed to process and apply to me and see how it resonated with me. And the best way for me to learn is to share. Isn't that true for you? Sometimes the best way to help us understand something is to share it with others because we we need to formulate what it means and how it affects us so we can not only do it from a from a mental standpoint, but from, a, from an emotional standpoint as well. Now, I'm going to go ahead and add that description, you know, the content. Um, uh, I'm going to add it into my description uh, of the podcast. So don't worry about writing this down. You can copy it later when you're not driving or, or what have you. But wow, 
four things that we can't recover from. The stone after the throw. And I thought, how do we take back hurt? When when I want to accuse someone of not treating me right or doing something wrong or acting out in anger or resentment or just out of a sense of meanness if my heart has gotten hard in a particular area. So the stone after the throw. Sometimes we may not be given an opportunity. Sometimes the person or the thing or the situation may not even give us an opportunity to make amends for that. The word after it's said, oh my goodness. Did you ever say something and as it's coming out of your mouth, you already wish you could take it back. But we can't. Once it's out there and it's said, it's, it's out there. And, and our only hope is that the person that receives it maybe understands that it wasn't meant or that it was said in, in, in anger or personal rejection. But once it's out there, it's out there. It is, it is said. I so appreciate and, and I don't mind her, me, I don't think she'll mind me sharing this, but Again, going back to my daughter, Carol, and the great time we had in Las Vegas. And we chatted the, uh, the next day or a couple days later. And uh, actually, it was, uh, it was actually after the, uh, the day after uh, my podcast. So it was, yeah, it was last Friday. And it was the day after um, uh, my, uh, my podcast uh, um, on Healing Hurts. And, you know, she said, uh, Dad, I just want to apologize to you for something that was said and how that might have made you feel. She knew she couldn't go and just sort of extract that from uh, life's events. She even understood that she can't take it back, but she, she knew that she could let me know that it wasn't meant to cause me harm. But we can't take those things back. And of course, I, I forgave her. I mean, not only should I, because it's the right thing to do, but it's my daughter for crying out loud. How do you not forgive your children? They're your children, right? The next one is the occasion after it's missed. We can't recover from that. We, we, we can't go back and wish we were somewhere 
in a one-time or life event. And the time after it's gone. The time. You know, it's often said that on the deathbed of the rich man, the likelihood is if his money could buy him or her anything, it would be more time. So as a person of recovery, and we go through our inventory process, and we realize, as we take that personal inventory, we realize the stones that we have thrown and the lives we have shattered. I threw some pretty hard stones at people who loved me as I threw stones in my addiction that destroyed my home and my family. I can never undo what I did when I walked out on my girls and, and walking out on Sue. I can't, I can't go back and do that. I can't, I can't go back and, and uh, act like that never occurred. But what, what, what can I do? You know, if, if I can't recover from it, in other words, I can't take it back, what can I do in this recovered life to ensure that I try to make as much peace and as reconciliation and restoration and even resurrection from those things to heal as much of it as I can while making a firm resolution to not have that regret again, right? I, I love recovery. In all forms of recovery, we are, we are making amends. You know, in, in, in 12-step recovery, it's eight and nine, uh, made a list of all persons we had harmed, and uh, uh, we, we tried to, to make a difference. We tried to go back and say, I'm sorry. And that works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But we want to, except obviously if it's going to harm someone along the way. And we clear away that wreckage of our past. And then my sponsor, Will, Slow Will, the happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, he says to me, Robert, once you've cleared away the wreckage of your past, you need to now focus on clearing away the wreckage of your present so it does not come the wreckage, become the wreckage of your past. Great wisdom in there. It means I'm always working. I'm always cleaning. I'm always making sure that the sun doesn't go down upon my anger. I'm always making sure that I take that 10th step where I continue to take personal inventory. And when I'm wrong, I promptly admit it. Not admit it, but promptly admit it. Because if I do throw a stone, if I do say a word, if I do miss an occasion, or I'm not taking advantage of the time that I'm given, 
I can quickly correct that. I can adjust it to either minimize or reverse any damage that it would do. And that's what recovery does. We, we do the best we can to, to mitigate our past by admitting it, recognizing what stones did I throw and who did I harm. Were their lives, were their family, were their homes. And for those of us who are in recovery, we all have these things we need to address. We have thrown stones. We have said words. We have missed opportunities where someone was expecting us and wanting us, and we failed to be there. And which one of us has not lost time? I don't want to go into a lot of detail because that's not the purpose of this podcast, not to take my inventory. But I think we know where each of us are coming from. And and we have our list of the things that we've done, the times that we've, we've destroyed things, we've made a shamble of things, of places, of relationships, of situations where the stones that we threw based on our behavior brought things down. Hurtful words, misplaced words that we have said and the damage that it was done. The times we we knew we wanted to be somewhere, but we weren't able to because of our condition, whether it was an external condition because of our drinking and using, or it was an internal position because we just had fear. And we couldn't face it, so we didn't go. And of course, the time. The time might be the biggest thing. But we can't recover from that. I can't go back and be with family members that I neglected or situations I wanted to be in or things I wanted to do 20 years ago. What can I do? I can be the best version of me as I possibly can be today to make the most of the time that I'm given because it's precious. And once again, I know once it's gone, it's gone. I can view every opportunity and occasion with joy and make sure we attend. You know, the other day, uh, our daughter Jane uh, had mentioned that our grandson um, had a um, an event that he wanted to go to on Wednesday and, and asked if Laura and I could attend. Well, I'm not able to attend because of the time that it is, and by the time I would get home, um, it would be too late. So Laura and my mother-in-law, Pat, they're going because they don't want to miss that opportunity. They don't want to miss the occasion. And, and I'll be, get to be there vicariously through them. And, and they'll probably FaceTime me so I can be a part of it. Because I really don't want to miss the occasion. You know, there are going to be times where we, we have to practically. Because we just can't be in two places at once. Especially single moms and, and dads who work a lot, right? To support the family. You know, we want to do a lot of things. Unfortunately, we're not able to, but let that be the exception, not the rule. When we look at our time, when you look at your time at the end of the day, 
Did you maximize your opportunity? Did you did you make it to occasions that you would not look back and say, I wish I could have missed? Would you look at your day and say, was the word that I said or didn't say in some cases, do I need to go back and correct that? Or did I harm something or someone that I need to uh, go ahead and help try to rebuild that and let them know that I care greatly for them and I feel badly that that part of what they find dear, what we hold dear, um, was was brought down. And as we do that and we have more accountability toward our own life, then maybe we can not have to go back and when we take our personal inventory, not have to say, well, I'm not going to get this opportunity back. I, I can't rebuild that which that stone had broke. I can't take that word back that was harmful. I can't go back and, and revisit a date that was for once in an opportunity. And of course, I can't go back and recoup time that I did not take to my advantage. How do you start your day? I hope you started with a sense of purpose to make sure that these things you would not have regret with. I hope, we, I hope we monitor our day throughout our day. And of course, as we end our day, to take that inventory to see, was there a stone that I threw? Was there a word that I said? Was there an occasion that I missed? And did I make full use of my time? I hope this helps you because it has helped me a great deal. And as it said, we share our experience, strength, and hope with each other that we might solve our common problem and help others recover from alcoholism. And not only alcoholism, but life in itself, because life sometimes is hard and we can't be isolated. We need each other to elevate us from that position of despair to that position of hope. And one day at a time, one opportunity at a time, one step at a time, you and I become even more well. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. I hope you continue to support us. I hope you are sharing this message of Recovery Guy podcast, joining the recovery movement, and let's make a difference in the lives of those that have been placed before us. Whether or not we see an opportunity does not mean we haven't been given an opportunity. Just because we don't see something doesn't mean it's not there. It means I need to pay more attention. That's why when I watch a movie, when I go to a coffee bar, you know, I have these blinders. I'm waiting to receive. I'm trying to attract that which I am trying to be. If you want to be good and be well and be whole and be complete and be loved and to love, then then attract those things to you. Embody those things and God will make sure that those things are brought to you then our obligation to ourselves and to the God who brought them to us 
is to see them as he desired for them to be seen and then process them in a way that elevates who we are so then I can go be a greater advantage to those that are placed in front of me. And I hope that that's your agenda. I hope that's your mission. It is the mission of the Recovery Guide movement. Please join us. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guide. I was trying to do everything I could on my own, and I was dying.